by Didier Drogba. Yes, the greatest night in Chelsea's history. Champions of Europe at last. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Grand Chat. Now listen, your voice come again stepping correct and stepping properly with his co-host Jade. But before I introduce our guest, our lovely guest on this episode, I need to speak about our new partner. Now obviously over the past few months, we've gotten so much support from you guys and it's been absolutely unbelievable. And because of that, we've been able to partner up with Fanslide. So basically Fanslide is this game I've been playing for quite a bit of time. Now Jay and I have been playing for a few weeks and Fanslide is a game, it's like an interactive game where you slide players on and in, in order to get some points. And the more points you get, the more your chance of winning. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I can't lie to you. You guys know that I'm not going to sell you stuff that I don't enjoy. I've actually been playing this for quite a bit of time and it's something I do love playing together with the Fantasy Premier League. So it's a lovely application and like it's the world's first live in-play fantasy football game. And like it's not one of them ones where you have to like, you can play with each game that comes on. So Chelsea Newcastle, for example, that's happening tomorrow. You can actually play that game. You can also play other Premier League games as well. You can play just one match. You don't have to play. So basically, it's within the game. And you play as the game goes on. You can get the scores and everything. And Basically, like, watch, not a watch along, but it's like you can go along with the game. So it's free to download and play. And there's actually prize money on certain games like as far as i'm i've never seen anything like this before obviously you've got like um the fantasy premier league which is completely different decide but i feel this is the sort of game that you play together with it and i think jay shares the same uh, opinions as myself yeah 100 percent. it's a great game interactive make sure to play myself or dami when uh, newcastle are playing chelsea this weekend because we will be on i'll make sure to tweet out both of our uh, username so you can get us there uh, and they also do a £100 prize pool sometimes they're doing that for Liverpool versus Tottenham this weekend um, but there's an even bigger surprise coming uh, when Chelsea play Spurs the weekend after so this is not just a, a joke game we really do believe in these people and, and it's really nice that they believe in us so if you could download the game that really supports us that helps grow the podcast uh, and yeah it helps us get guests onto the show that otherwise we wouldn't be able to do so thank you so much to them for supporting and if you could download the game interact with myself and Dami that would mean the world to us as well so like jay said you guys if you check down the description below you're going to see the download link for fan slide so when you download that just make sure when you go into the game and create your account just add me up add jay up and then we're going to play against we're going to play against each other sometime so yeah so before that being said, now listen, when I tell you, man, that I'm going to step correct with the guests moving forward, I don't mess about, <laughs> Jay doesn't mess about. Now listen, the guest that we have on today, obviously we've all seen him on Chelsea's YouTube channels, the Chelsea FC presenter, official, official, none of that, um, you know, none of that fake nonsense. He's also on Football <laughs> Daily as well, he's a member of Football Daily and my guy has won the Football Pyramid Championship before, if we can put that in air quotes, but... We've got on Zach Jalab. Zach, what are you saying, boss? How are you doing? I'm good, mate. Thank you. I've met, that's, a, that's a mad introduction. Thank you very much. No, it's a, a pleasure to be here. Yeah, the first. The first to win the Football Pyramid. Probably the last time I'll ever do it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good fun. It's sound, the sound. Man. Obviously, like I said, guys, like, moving forward, we're going to still keep the exact same format on this thing. It's going to be just a bit of an interesting conversation. So obviously, we've got four segments going on today. So we're going to chat about international break. We're going to talk about a few things. Obviously, Newcastle game tomorrow. That's going to happen. And then we're going to have the second segment where we're going to do some hot takes. Third segment, we're going to have like a bit of a question 
Jay has got cooked up some questions that are probably going to put me in trouble because I wouldn't know how to answer, <laughs> but that's there as well. And then, yeah, we'll answer some of your questions from voice notes as well. But with all that being said, we've got to run through the international break. That was a bit long. I can't lie to you guys. I don't know how you guys managed to actually sit through all that because it was absolutely boring. But yesterday, Mason Mount, Declan Rice, they're scoring two goals. And then obviously, Iceland, they took an L 4 nil. That was good for all of us England fans and that. Kovacic scoring two goals, it just shows you how mad the world has been over the past eight months. The fact this man scored two bangers yesterday against Portugal, I don't even know, man. And then Giroud. I mean, the Giroud thing, I mean, Zach, I want to see what you're saying on this whole thing because obviously my guy has scored now and he's seven goals short of Henri's record, like all-time record for um, France's top scorer. And now he's also said that he's trying to dip in January. What do you think of that whole situation? It's uh, it's mad to be quite honest. Like when when I first saw that, I didn't realize how close he was to the record. Um, he he, it kind of shows right that he's the third choice at Chelsea, mm. and yet he's still starting uh, for his national team, and how important he is to Didier Deschamps um, and to that squad. Like you think about the World Cup, he may have not been necessarily a, a, a mad goal scorer for it, but he allowed like the players like Mbappe and others to shine, um, and so. It, it it's a really impressive record, and look if it if it comes to it at the end of uh, January, and he kind of sits there and has a conversation. I'm sure they'll both be gentlemen, him and Frank Lampard, and kind of agree to the to the fact that maybe if he's looking for more football, it is it is possibly elsewhere. The issue for Chelsea is with uh, the way it is at the moment and the schedule that. At losing a third choice striker isn't actually a great thing, especially when Batshuayi is on loan. All it takes is an injury to Tammy, touch what it doesn't, or an injury to Werner again, touch what it doesn't, and we might not be in the best position if we if we do lose him. Um, but then at the same time, it's like after all he's kind of done for us last year, coming in for lockdown and that later latter period of the season, and really helping us out. Um, I remember that goal against Spurs at Stamford Bridge as well. He he really did at that kind of second half of the season last year push us on when um when Tammy picked up a knock against Arsenal um, and so part of me and even even before that when Hazard was there he's like linked up brilliantly with him some, scored some great goals for Chelsea um, even the Europa League final um, and I just think ah oh, like if he if he asks that he wants to go maybe we do kind of do the gentleman thing kind of say look you deserve whatever you want mate and so you can do you because that is the thing Didier Deschamps wants him to be playing football there's only so long he can just train um, because the best kind of practice is match practice Uh, training can only get you so far yeah 100% man I think as well like I I was actually thinking about Giroud the other day and the fact that he didn't get any goals in the World Cup as far as I'm aware I feel like if he gets the all-time scorer record that kind of Mm. placates the fact he didn't score in the World Cup because he's such a he's a facilitator of play, isn't he? And it shows that he's so so important and you know, he's he's overtaken Michel Platini as as the second all time scorer and, and for it's ridiculous. and for, for I assume most people that listen to this podcast won't have seen Platini play. But he's just <laughs> utterly outstanding. And for Giroud to overtake him, he's that it's just class and, and you know, he's football's red wine really and it Indeed, yeah, he is. He's a uh... He's, I mean, Eden Hazard put it best. Like he's the, he's a winger's or a ten's ideal striker. Yeah. He's going to lay you off the ball. He's going to do the hold up play. And and to be honest, I still don't really see a striker out there who is better than him at the hold up play. Mm. He 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 is fantastic, and wherever he goes, I, I I wouldn't be too doubtful if it was still a top a top club challenging um for European places. And that's what at least he deserves too. That's the thing, right? Like he's never relied on his pace, and so. 
really that's the only thing you can properly lose as you get older. Um, and so if, if where, wherever he goes, I think it would be a, a top-notch club. But in my own opinion, I'd, I'd like him to stay. I'd like him to stay. I mean, I like the fact that... See, you guys already covered all this stuff. I don't even need to do too much waffling after that because <laughs> I feel like Jules one of those players that is never going to be respected fully and properly. Like, look at this man's glistering career, for God's sake. He's, won a, he's got a World Cup in the back. The only <laughs> thing he doesn't have is a Champions League. Do you know what I'm saying? But other than that, fantastic player. Like you rightfully said, Nazard said, I think he's the best target man in the world. I can't really think of too many players that can do what Giroud does. Obviously, he doesn't score that many goals, but he can get involved in the goals. He's very good at holding up the play, controlling the ball, letting all the people around him run in behind and yeah. get all of that done. So, he's a fantastic player. And like, I mean, we do all want him to stay, but one thing I don't want to stay, and that was a bit of a trash transition, but we move regardless. One thing that I, w- I don't want to stay is the fact that we've only got the three substitution rules. So, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet. So, obviously, the yeah. five-sub rule in the football leagues, like the championship... League One, League Two, it's been implemented. And I also saw that 15 of the 20 Premier League managers would like the five substitution rule to be implemented. But the Premier doesn't seem to be implementing that till the next half of the season. Can someone make it make sense? <laughs> I don't think anyone can, mate. I think that's the issue. Um, to a degree, I understand why the clubs don't want it or the, other, the, the smaller number of clubs don't want it because... For the bigger clubs, it really does give them a, a, a big benefit being able to sub on these world-class players that these smaller clubs just don't have. Um, but at the same time, we've also got to be looking after players' fitnesses. Like Players can't just be getting injured week in, week out. I mean, again, fingers crossed and touch wood, it's only so far we've been okay at Chelsea. It's only really been Pulisic who looks like he's... um who, who seems to be you know, struggling a bit with fitness. Um but then you look at Liverpool and it's the every player at the moment every for them just one. is getting is coming out. Joe Gomez, even their youngster, Reese Williams, he's um he had to pull out of the England under twenty ones. And so I know there's a whole bit of rivalry where it's like, oh, you know, they're, they're good players aren't playing, but at the same time it's like these injuries aren't even little knocks. They're doing their ACL, they're spraining their ankles and all and all this kind of stuff, which and their hamstrings, which I think uh, Trent did. So like I don't quite understand how we've looked at, or the the organisations looked at it and gone, you know what? We're not going to put the footballers first here. Instead, we're going to just I don't know for the, for the beauty of the game and the tradition of it being three subs. Hmm. Just makes no sense. Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? I think as well. Like obviously, the three of us here, it's it's uh, it's not going to surprise anyone. We're all Chelsea fans, but I think we're all, we're all football <laughs> fans as well. Like, and we and we want to see. I know Sean Dyche is very critical yeah. of the uh, the five subs rule, and, and it makes sense because Burnley. They didn't, they didn't even spend over a million in summer and, and it makes sense because they're such a small side in, in the grand scheme of things. But you really have to put the players first and, yeah, you and that's, that's really the bottom line. And that means that the FA really need to be implementing it sooner because this season we knew was going to be sort of freak season. But I don't think anyone yeah. anticipated the level of injuries. I, I think people realise that maybe one or two clubs might not be at the level that they should be. And I think that is a is a key theme all over Europe. But realistically, it's just about player welfare at the moment, and people are struggling. 100%. and They're dropping like flies, and yeah, it just makes no sense from, from that angle, I guess. But even like my thing with the whole sub thing, and like it leads on nicely to the Newcastle game because obviously you look at all the different. I don't know about you guys, but when I was watching the game, and Chua went down, and then he had to come off. <laughs> I was like, yo. I'm not trying to violate the other left-backs we have, but I'm not trying to see Marcus Alonso bombing down the flanks. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> man isn't trying to see any of that. Obviously, like, if he did have to play, would have been calm. But you've got the likes of Ben Chua with an injury scare. 
Obviously, Pulisic has been out for quite a bit of time. Now, you've got yeah. Thiago Silva coming back, and he's probably not going to travel to Newcastle, even though I feel like he's our best centre-back at the moment. There are so many different pieces, like you said, even Liverpool, I don't know who they're going to line up with. Do you know what I'm saying? You could probably mm. literally just be the striker and nothing else. I don't know who they're going to play with. So, if you're going to have an international break that I think was completely pointless, you're also going yeah. to play friendlies during said international break. Yeah. Some players can catch COVID. So, obviously, Salah caught COVID. I mean, Kai also got COVID beforehand, but... It's just mad. Do you know what I'm saying? So, with all that being put into the, like, the equation, what do you guys think of that Chelsea game? Because obviously, Frank's presser has happened at the time of recording. Kai Havertz is obviously back in training. Is he going to start though? Because he's only just getting back into training today and they are travelling to Newcastle tomorrow. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Silva as well. He's definitely not playing. Pulisic completely yeah. out. So, I don't know, man. It's mad. And we have to play at 12.30. No, no. <laughs> it's uh look, man. I, I again don't quite understand who sat there and went. You know what? During a global pandemic, let's have players fly all over the world uh, to then come back. It, it, it's bizarre. It makes no sense at all in my head, and I, I still don't quite understand it. I mean, sure, the Euro fixtures had to be done, but at the same time, it, it, it's again player welfare. We got to be putting players first, and and it can't be happening. Um, you're right. The ben, when Ben Chilwell went down, obviously he is our starting left back. I think that's pretty fair to say, um, and is and is fantastic and is everything we want in that position. Um, and when he went down, I think every one of us were, were, were worried. I thankfully, almost shot myself. I can't. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I think uh, thankfully everyone seems to have been okay. I can't quite remember if there is any more international games. Um, but we look like we're coming out of it uh, decently well. That's that's the issue with Thiago Silva being 36, right? When he's when you are travelling, say, 14, 16 hours a day, mm. playing a football match, then 12 hours later, 24 hours later, isn't really viable yeah. um, at that age. And you're right, I think he's been unbelievable um, since joining the squad and really, really has uh, allowed you know Kurt Zuma to blossom as well and everyone alongside him to blossom and, and really surprised me, actually. I thought he was going to be good, but not this good. Um, and so it, it is going to be interesting. Newcastle is going to be a, a very interesting game. And this is where... Managers earn their money. Like this is where managers have to to manage. Really, yeah. like, it's going to probably be Kurt Zuma and someone else. Whether that's Tamori, who has been training, he didn't go internationals. Whether it's Christensen, I think he's still got to play for Denmark. Um, to be fair, um, or even Rudiger, who started for Germany. Um, don't know if he started for Germany against Spain. I actually don't think he did. So that is a, <laughs> that is a positive. Yeah. <laughs> Not losing six yeah. nil uh, oh, <laughs> to to Espanol, but uh, or, or Spain anyway. Um, but yeah, no, the Newcastle game is, is going to be interesting because Newcastle, last time we went to St. James's Park, lost 1-0. I literally remember watching it on TV. It was a rough, rough game. Um, and they have players that can punish us, man. Alan St. Maximan is a fantastic winger who on his day uh, can beat any fullback. Um, he he is still developing. I think he's still got a couple of years before maybe a club takes a punt on him. But he is... Uh, he is a good player for Newcastle and someone that Frank Lampard will definitely be aware of. The other one is Callum Wilson. Yeah. Um, if if we give away a penalty, which again, really hope we don't, but uh, he's going to most likely put it away. Um, and he is a clinical striker. That is something I've always kind of thought about him. I don't think he's necessarily a great striker. Um, do I think he should make the English squad? No. But do, I do think he's at least a half-decent striker that um, can cause problems, uh, especially physically, right? That's the one thing that I think Thiago Silva has added to the squad is a bit of calmness at the back. Um, sometimes Zuma can be a little bit reckless and that's what I feel like as, um, Silva has helped him with in kind of calming down. Like Burnley, right? I thought uh, Zuma had a great game dealing with probably the two, or probably the most physical striker in the league or one of in Chris Wood. Um, 
and won kind of every battle with him. There's only maybe one incident that I didn't think so. Um, but still, like, with the Chelsea squad that we have, even if Havertz isn't playing, I mean, the one thing about having the coronavirus is it's a respir- uh, like a respiratory yeah. issue. So, yeah. you know, then coming back and doing a full yeah, 90 yeah. minutes isn't going to be the best idea. Exactly. He might feature, he might feature, and I wouldn't be too surprised if he did. Um, but I, I would kind of be expecting the same squad that kind of played against... Um, Sheffield United just not Thiago Silva playing really like that that squad in the in a 4-3-3 formation is fantastic mm. um and I just think quality wise we have too much for Newcastle and this is where I really think you see this is really where I think you see the beginning of a team trying to push on for you know major success the teams you have to be, if you lose to a Liverpool if you lose to a Manchester United who have one of the top teams so be it. That's what happens. But if you lose to Newcastle's, if you lose to West Brom, yeah, or these kind of teams, exactly. they're the ones you have to be beating. Yeah. You need to be taking six points from them every season. And so if we, if we, I said it on um, Chelsea uh, yesterday, which goes live on Friday, I think um, that yeah, I'm expecting a three-one win. I mean, I it could even be a bit closer to two-one on the stream yesterday. Yeah, I think I think it just you know we're looking pretty pretty solid, especially attacking it, and mm-hmm. I know that. Um, I can't quote the stats, unfortunately, but I know uh, Mr. Van Straten quoted about Newcastle, <laughs> about how often they concede shots and how few shots they take. And I think it's yeah. stats like that that are really quite important at the moment because Newcastle always sort of defy expected goals. Their their team mm-hmm. is is quite poor, but they are Chelsea's bogey team. But I don't I don't yeah. think we should need Thiago Silva to keep Newcastle out. And penalties mm. get given yeah. an awful lot this season, so be it. I still think we should be scoring three or four goals against Newcastle, and I don't think that's yeah. too much to ask from the attack that we have. Well, that's the thing, right? The one thing you've always said about may, maybe about Steve Bruce is he can coach a half decent defence, and this season they don't look that look like that. And when I when I watched them play against United, I actually thought they were unlucky for the first fifty minutes or so. But once United kind of brought on their attacking threats, I think um, I can't remember if Rashford and Bruno both started, but I do remember eventually in the second half them coming on. Maybe even Pogba came on as well. And their quality was just too much on the pace yeah. and just Newcastle pushing up. You're right, Newcastle can hurt us in a way, but I agree. Just we've got too much for them to uh, to to be coming away with anything but three points. But hopefully, you know how Chelsea Football Club runs. That's how we all thought that Sheffield United were going to go out there and they came in the first ten mm. minutes. They and that's the thing, because I'm like we'll do like a quick one minute like lineup, all of us were just like chipping or that Zach, you'd go first, but because for me, I'm like Thiago Silva and having Kante ahead of him, it sort of makes a bit of sense because Thiago can be directing him a bit more and telling him what to do. But when you've got Newcastle, I've got Pacey players up front, okay, you've got Kante there. The thing is, in transition, especially when you're playing against a team like Newcastle, if they hit us on the break a lot and we don't really have someone that keeps that back line in check, that's my issue. Edward Mendy has been fantastic in goal. But one oh, thing that has really accounted to the fact that he's kept so many clinches because Thiago Silva has been playing. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. With him, with Thiago Silva basically out, Kai obviously out, Pulisic probably out as well. I mean, Kai, I'd be surprised if he does end up playing, but I think those three are going to be out. Who do, what do you think our starting eleven is going to be? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm Mendy and Goal. Like, he is um, probably our signing of the season. 
to be quite honest. Um, I would have said last year, like as long as we got an average goalkeeper, we would have been great. And I thought when we signed him, we got an average goalkeeper. But it turns out we've got a, a superb goalkeeper yeah. who's who who really is uh, just intelligent with, with his goalkeeping. I think about I don't mean to go on too long, but I think about the um, Sevilla game. And that reaction save, not just to kind of make it, save it, but to make sure you parry it yeah. out of the box. Like that kind of save isn't isn't something that can just be uh, <laughs> that can be looked at as a stat. That has to be with the eyes. Um, so yeah, I'd say um, uh, Mendy in goal, uh, right back Reese James. Him actually getting that red card yeah. <laughs> yeah, last 100%. last time has done a kind of a, a blessing in disguise. I mean, he probably wouldn't say so. Um, Kurt Zuma at the back. I think then it's tough because. It seems to be when when it when it isn't Thiago Silva, it's Christensen and Zuma. But the Krasnodar game changed that personally because Rudiger started and Rudiger started for Germany. So uh, that one is really fifty fifty. Maybe maybe even thirty three percent each because Tomori training. I think he's been training quite hard. I. I couldn't call it. That one I might have to leave to you, boys. Um, screw it. I'll say Christensen, whatever. Um, uh, left back Ben Chilwell. Uh, again, maybe that little kind of, uh, that little niggle, maybe again, a little blessing in the skies yeah. that he didn't play that uh, next game. Um, midfield, Mason Mount, Tammy, uh, not Tammy, <laughs> Mason Mount, N'Golo Kante. Oh, and... That's the difficult bit as well because Kovacic has always scored those few goals and the last game he played for us against uh, Sheffield United, he got the assist, but are we going to put Kovacic, Mount and Kante in midfield? I think so. Look, if, if it wasn't, it's going to be Kai Havertz. Mm. Like that, that is the that is the three-man midfield yeah. for me. And I think the, the three is working so well for us at the moment. I think Frank Frank's really enjoying it as well. Um, and Kovac, I've always said this about Kovac, Kovac is an unbelievable player that we got for an absolute steal. But the one thing he can always add to his game is an attacking goals, yeah. the shooting goals. side of it. Um, I don't think he's too bad at his passing. I actually think his passing is really good, but his goals and his shooting ain't so great. And that's what he needs to kind of be doing in that position. Yeah. But I would probably have him over, say, Jorginho there. That's obviously just never going to happen. The only other possibility I could maybe see is Billy might travel. Oh, come on. But, mm. I, I, and that would be really exciting, but... He's only, I think he played like 60 minutes in the uh, development squad on Wednesday. Um, so who knows, maybe. I know he played a little bit for Scotland on 21 before he got sent off. <laughs> um, uh, he, I, I love I love Billy Gilmore, man. He's a, such a such a nice player to watch. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll say I'll say it will be um, a, a Mason Mount and Golo Kante and Kovacic midfield. Left wing, um, because there's... Oh, you know what? You know what? Left wing, I'm going to say Hudson Odoi. Hmm, that is a big one. Uh, I I really really like Hudson Odoi. I feel for him because before that Achilles injury, it's uh it he he was playing so well and Achilles injuries like only say 20 years ago could have been career enders. Um and he and he's come back from that. He's looked really good in the Champions League. He did really good for the under 21s for England. He got man of the match. Um and part of me thinks we got Spurs next week. Again, Werner was playing for Germany. I know he's not been... I know Frank has kind of said he'll get rested eventually, but we've also got Rennes midweek. I feel like, look, if you maybe bench Werner for this, I just worry a little bit about maybe an injury coming along, and maybe that's just me worrying too much because I'm a bit of a warrior. So I'll say Callum Hudson-Odoi, um, 
Tammy Abraham and Hakim Ziyech is my front three. Uh, because Tammy this season as well has been actually very underrated. Um, not only has he, I think, personally become uh, a lot more unselfish. That's not to say he was selfish last year. But there are, there's a very, I think he's a very intelligent player where a lot of other strikers may shoot in certain instances. He's always kind of, he knows what's around him. He's always looking what's around him. And I think back to the Burnley game, the layoff to um, to uh, Hakim Ziyech. He could have easily maybe spun and had a shot, but he lays it off to him to kind of take a shot. And uh, I, so I think he kind of deserves to start. I don't think he deserves to be dropped. Obviously, he didn't play for England as well, so that's not too bad. Um, and then, look, Ziyech on that right wing. There's a... He could easily end up being our player of the season. I mean, several players could, but Ziyech, watching him play football, it, it, it's ridiculous. That left foot, I don't think I don't think anyone in the Premier League has a better left foot, not Mohamed Salah or anything like mm. that. Um, and his delivery into the box is second to none. Now, that that especially on that right that right hand side of the pitch, just because the way I always I say it is, it's always dangerous. Even if, say, no one ends up onto it, it could just go into yeah. the bottom left-hand corner. It could just go in, or someone could end up just getting a little knock onto it. Um, so him, him at right wing. I mean, I can't, can't quite think who's the Newcastle left back, but uh, he's going to have a horrid time defending. He's going to punish Ziyech. absolutely anybody that does anything <laughs> on that side. Like I've said, I've said it several times. I've said it so many times. Hakim Ziyech for me, obviously, Havertz is my favorite of all the signings because I used to watch Havertz before we ended up getting him because. When man was less busy and doing all of this stuff left, right and centre, <laughs> man used to watch so much football that it was unhealthy. But now, like, <laughs> obviously, I feel like he's going to come a lot later on. He's obviously doing the bits here, he's doing yeah. bits right now. But Ziyech for me, or biggest upgrade we've seen on the on the right hand side in the past decade, decade, fifteen years, hands down. But, hey, but I, 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 um, so so Pat Nevin. Uh, who, who I spoke to a few times, and even Jason Cundy, when we've done the live shows, uh, they they say that he's the player who they think is actually the best transfer that we've done this summer. The others they think are great, yeah. and, but they're they're going to make more of an impact later yeah. on. Even so, which is crazy to think about Werner, uh, let alone Kai Havertz. Um, but he's going to make an impact this season, and I also think Werner will as well. And already seen Mendy and Thiago Silva do so, but an impact which none like none other. I mean, I I would be very interested to see him. Um, I th- I, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get double figures in assists same, and goals same, in the Premier same, League. Same, same. So, man, like Zach, I think I agree with that lineup completely. Maybe the only change I'd make is probably to put Werner in because I feel like if we could start off by shredding, Fair, yeah, uh, uh, mm, yeah. I think if we start off by shredding, like absolutely shredding Newcastle from the very beginning and press them as much as we can and get those early goals in, then or more or less settled. But with all that being said, all that being said, we've got to take a quick break, guys, and then when we come back. Be taking a look at some scorching hot takes. Okay, guys, so we're back from the break, and like I said, we're back with some spicy hot takes. So we're going to hear what Zach has to say first. And like, while we're on the break, he said he's got something really, really hot for us. Zach, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm not talking about lemon and herb spicy type hot. Oh, from no, Nando's, no, no. Like, this we're talking is, like this triple is extra hot, from, bro. Extra hot. Exactly, right. yeah. Something I would not touch when I'm ordering my Nando's. I'm a medium boy and a hot at best. Um, I, so what I'm <laughs> going to say, boys, my hot take, I think Chelsea will win the Premier League this year. Wow, do you know what? You're not the first person that we've spoken to on a podcast that said that this year, you know. Really? Yeah, Frank Tallard said it as well. Okay. And, and I feel like 
I just don't want to be that optimistic personally. But I feel like it's we definitely hot, can. It's why it's a hot take. It's why it's a because hot take. Because City are struggling and mm-hmm. Liverpool have half a squad. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, and I've taken quite a bit of heat from people recently, over, maybe over the last six months, because I actually think United have a decent squad. Uh, and I think their yeah. players are really good and they're slightly underrated. I would but agree. But I think, yeah, definitely could 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 agree with you. I'd like to agree with you. I still think I still think City or Liverpool are going to do it. Um, but I don't know, Dami, what do you think? It's mad because when we had Frank Calidon, he said the same thing. And <laughs> the thing is, I've tweeted about this situation at like 1am when everybody's asleep. And well, I've exactly. Said exactly. It's one of those things it. that everyone thinks about. It's like in the back of their mind after we've after we just beaten Sheffield United for... For uh, four one, four nil, come yeah, on, yeah, four, yeah. <laughs> and everyone, and everyone's like, oh, maybe, maybe we can, just maybe, maybe. No, yeah, just maybe. I no. tell you what, though, we've got that such tough run of fixtures. If we can come out of that on top, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we get, I mean, by January the first, if we've uh, done well, then I think everyone's going to be believing it a lot more. But um, it, it's. It is something which I've been thinking about a lot more. The FD boys will rip me to parts for saying it out loud. Um, <laughs> and, and that's why I think it's a hot take. Like I probably, again, still believe that maybe Liverpool are going to get quite edge it, or Liverpool or City. But there's a there's part of me that, that does look at it and go... Ah. It's possible. Yeah, it, it is possible. And it, it, all it takes is... Because especially this year, like no one... The, whoever wins the league isn't going to be winning it like they did last year by like 20 mm. or, or no, points. No, chance, no chance. It could come down to the final day, yeah. um, which is always the best kind of Premier League races. Um, and and that's where I just think, as, as long as we, as I said earlier, as long as we make sure we're winning the kind of every game below the top six, I think we're going to be okay. And that's where I kind of gain a bit, of, a bit of confidence. I think we've also got a really deep squad, which mm. is what I don't think everyone else does in the Premier League. Like, if one of the strikers were to get injured, there is a good backup. If one of the midfielders would get injured, there was a great backup, again, with the defence. Whereas I look at other people's squads and it's like, or even Liverpool right now, like, their two centre-backs are gone. And they're just, they're already talking about having to play their under-21-year-old. Mm, it's mad. It's mad. I mean, I can, oh, you know, think, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of them as well, like, I cannot not back it type thing. I don't know how to put it, but it's one of the, it's, I've had the thought. I've had okay. the thought. I'll just leave okay. it at that. I've had the Fair thought. I've had... I'd back that. I'd back that. I mean, Jay, would you back it as well? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, go on. I'll back it as well. I'll back it as well. <laughs> Jay and I have this bad habit of being persuaded by guests. It's men. <laughs> yeah, 100%, bro. <laughs> Don't oh have the heart to tell them no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. That's a good hot take. That's a good hot take. Jay, you gassed up your thing quite a bit. What are you saying? Okay, yeah. So, I'm going to be really careful how I word this. <laughs> so... Whilst I don't think he might be considered a better player ever, and injuries aside, I think Pulisic will score and assist more than Hazard. In his entire career? His Chelsea career, yeah. Uh, oh, it's, it's a good take. It's a very good take. The difference is how long he, he stays here. Exactly. The, yeah. one, the one thing Hazard had very well for him is that over the time that he was here for eight years or uh, seven years, um, he didn't really get injured. Yeah, which is the one worry I have about Christian at the moment is that that if you're already kind of picking up these little knocks now at such a young age, he's only 21, that that it's going to be quite hard to do because when he's when he's on his like game, he is the best player out on that pitch. Like even with all the players that we've brought in, when he's on his game, like we saw at the, at the end of last season, he is fantastic to watch and so much um, 
just creates so much joy and fun and enjoys playing his football. Uh, you th- just think back to that goal against City, how that's kind of, it's just kind of him. That's yeah, yeah. Um, and so I do. I also think as well he'll probably end up playing in a better squad, so mm. like his chances will be finished more. So like Hazard did play in some very good squads uh, in t- like with 2016 David Costa, Woo! Um, Didier. Uh, was who was up front for us in 2014? Yeah. 1415 was yeah, 40, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Costa, so, so, Fabregas, all them. Lot exactly. Around, yeah. So he had a he had a few good years in during those seven. I say maybe half of his years uh, were in very very good Premier uh, Chelsea sides. Whereas I look at the Chelsea side now, and for the next decade or so, this could be a very very good Chelsea side with the strikers yeah. that we have and the signings that we've made, um, and that we probably could, will continue to make. And so he has the capability of maybe his his chances that he creates being finished more, maybe being supplied with more chances than maybe Hazard did. Mm. Um, because I think to, there were some seasons where it was kind of like, give the ball to Hazard and fingers crossed. Like, Hazard and Inshallah. Yeah, exactly. Hazard and Inshallah. So that's maybe where I think you, you have a good point. But ah. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, Zach, you I've, put his spot on here yeah, and Jay, the hot take is it's an interesting one because... I was actually, I was on a live stream yesterday and I was talking about this and I feel like he's sort of giving me Jack Wilshere vibes almost. And oh, I don't want no, to be that guy. No. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, hold that on. is a horrific hold That's hold a hot take in itself. No. That is a shambles. That is a shambles. No. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, all right. I think I probably have to cut that out. Can I go leave you? No really, really. Listen, listen. What I think by that, what I mean by that is like, Whenever this man steps onto the football pitch, he plays like literally, like I've said this so many times. Whenever Pulisic steps onto the pitch last season, he was the only player I was like, I don't care if we sign Messi, I don't care if we sign Ronaldo, he's getting into the team. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when he plays this season as well, look at Krasnodar, he came on, he absolutely changed that scoreline. He stat padded for us. Do you know what I mean? Came on, got the penalty, got the assist, got the goal, brilliant player. But then he comes in, I guess, injured. Maybe not, maybe not Jack Wilshere in the sense that. I mean, okay, that's extreme. Okay, that's quite extreme. That's Jack, quite extreme. The, the thing with Jack, but like, Jack, Jack suffered some very bad injuries. True. The bright true. side about Christian is actually his injuries aren't too bad. They're just like... They're so frequent. Injuries. You know what I'm saying? And, and the reason yeah. I'm building up to this is because look at what happened to him at Dortmund. He was playing extremely well at his age, but he kept mm. on getting injured and he was not consistent. You need someone that's going to be there consistent. They're going to need to get some sort of replacement. And that's where... What? Yeah. Exactly, and he got Sancho, exactly. And then yeah. Sancho put him on the bench. So for me, when you say, is he going to pass Hazard, I need to see him play consistently first before I can start entertaining that conversation <laughs> properly. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's what I meant by Jack Wilshere. Maybe not Jack Wilshere. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say Loftus Cheek. I don't know, fam. That's, I'm going to clip that and put that at the start of the episode. But at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, man. I mean, what do you guys think? That's the sort of perspective I'm looking at. It. Jack Wilshere is extreme. That's extreme. I understand, extreme, yeah, I, I understand. It's also as well, like, the injuries Jack got made him a worse footballer. Because uh, Jack, like, Jack Wilshere was a very, very, very talented footballer. But the more he got injured, um, the, like, the, the less ability he had when he came back. It almost was like every time he got injured, he lost 10%. He lost 10%. He's now playing yeah. like 30, with 30% of himself, um, which is sad. The thing, the, the bright thing with Christian as well is, I, I remember it from the off. I think people forget, when we signed Christian Budasic, he had just played with the US. So he'd just had his season with Dortmund. I yeah. know he hadn't played too much, but he'd still played. He then had gone to the USA, uh, played with the USA at the Gold Cup. Um, and and then when they'd finished, had about five days off before he turned up to Chelsea. 
And so you think of that, and then he he, he had to get used to the squad. Um, he got injured again early on. Um, you then think how he was just getting into it. He gets injured again. And every kind of time he just starts, it, there is always some sort of thing. There is something in the way. Um, and I kind of always feel like he's just never had that break yet, which is why I think Chelsea are doing now. They're not rushing him back. It's kind of like, look, we can play the left wing. We've got Callum on We don't need to rush you um, yet. Just make sure you come back. Because that's the thing about every professional footballer. They just want to play. Um, and sometimes they'll maybe put that ahead of possibly their own their own fitness. But I think I, I, I understand where you're coming from, Dan, uh, Danny. So mm. I, I, I do worry slightly, but I think just give it time and we'll, we'll be able to tell. I mean, like you said, we just need to give it time, man. Like I can't lie to you guys. That, that oh, what was I even thinking? I'm probably going to get <laughs> but that's why I've had to switch off my hot takes. I'm going to tell you guys what I was going to say, and I'm going to say what I've changed my mind to. So initially, my hot take was in the next two to three years, Daddy Frank is going to bounce. That was what I was going to say initially. But okay. upon thinking about things and then giving things time and allowing things to grow and blossom, if Frank Lampard can replicate, maybe not to the same level as this last window, if he can manage to replicate windows of this calibre over the next two to three years, Chelsea would be Champions League winners under Frank Lampard in the next four years. What do you so that's the hot take. Champions that is the Chelsea hot take. We're going Champions- to win the Champions okay. League in the next four years. Um, I, I think it's still very early. I think people forget Frank Lampard is is essentially uh, a youth manager. Yeah. Like, he is so young. Uh, I think he's, what, 42, 41 now? Um, and he's only been managing for three years. Mm. Uh, and this is his third year. Um, he's, he's kind of... I think he's been managing for maybe just, just over half the time Arteta has been at Arsenal, mm. um, which is kind of, kind of mad to think about. Um, but there are things about Frank which do excite me. Um... I like how he is willing to change things. I like how he has joined the club um, and kind of not had to piggyback off of his own legacy. He's already said that this is, you know, Frank the player is done. Like, there is a legacy there, I understand. But Frank the manager is something completely different. Um, And he he is starting to get something out of this Chelsea side. Mm. Uh, Again, I think it's maybe a bit too soon to to say. Uh, The thing with the Champions League as well, right? Is anyone can win it? Like, yeah. it, it isn't necessarily about being the best team, as twenty twelve probably proves. Yeah, it's about playing the matches in the right way. If you've got to play defensively, then you will like you willingly sacrifice, you know, playing a bit of attractive football to play defensively. Um, and I, I think Frank has that about him. Like, he's not afraid to have to change things up. I also think back to the Arsenal game we played last season, um, and Jorginho. Uh, he he didn't start Jorginho and then he re- or did he was he take him off I can't, I can't remember but one of those ones uh, either he either took Jorginho off or he brought him on to change it to add an extra man into midfield um, and and that changed the game for us he did that before half time which is a thing football managers so rarely do um, will Chelsea win the Champions League in four years time <laughs> uh, oh you know what I'll hop onto it why not you know, it, screw more. it. Pulisic is going to be 25. Vern will be hitting like 27. Like these, these That's what I'm thinking. Prime now, That's what like. I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. That's what mine is thinking about. The thing is, like, I, when I think about it, I'm like, the age profile of our team is perfect for that to happen. Mm. And I look at all the big teams across Europe and I think, you know, if Frank gets the system right, I think we can beat anyone on our day, apart from Bayern Munich. 
and I just don't see them getting any weaker. Because yeah. they're so. The thing is, they'll lose Lewandowski, but I've never. I, they'll sign Haaland. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the last time. I can't think of the last time Bayern have made a bad transfer. Yeah, um, and I think they'll replace Lewandowski correctly. It, it's. I understand. Like when when I I was lucky enough that it was actually the last game I saw live um, was Chelsea by Munich Stamford Bridge, mm. and they were ridiculous. They yeah. were honestly the. They're probably the best team I've ever seen live. Um, mm. They were so so good the the thing is this is where I say like in the Champions League anyone can win it like I actually wasn't that impressed by Bayern Munich in the Champions League final mm. I thought I also PSG had done pretty well they were unfortunately maybe not score I thought Mbappé yeah. messed uh, up like honestly exactly yeah like some yeah. some players maybe should have taken some chances maybe it was too it was the occasion um, but uh, that's the thing with the Champions League like Bayern Munich also lost 4-0 to Hoffenheim on the first day of the season yeah. in the Bundesliga yeah. like things like that all it takes is one of those games happening in the Champions League and they're knocked out and you don't even have to worry about playing them and so it's a it's a, it's a very different competition to playing say a league competition obviously um, which is why I feel like anyone can win it any year that has a half decent squad um, it's why like, I partially thought RB Leipzig could do it last year just they, yeah, all, you need yeah. is, all you need is that little bit of luck and you know what Frank Lampard had it in 2012 maybe he'll have it in 2024 once again you know everybody's stepping with their hot takes you know I wish you might see the video on this but man I don't know this was scorching I mean dude, do you have anything to say before we uh, take a break no 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 go for it man go for it well I may end up losing my career with that one but um, <laughs> comparisons. But with all that being said we've got we're going to go on a quick break we're going to go on a quick break and the next segment might just be the nail in the coffin for myself or I could come back against uh, the trivia god himself Zach but let's see what we've got in store I don't know what the questions are I've not planned this at all I promise you guys that but yeah we're going to just hop on a quick break and we'll be back for Jay's Mastermind Session Right, welcome back from the break. It's my turn to introduce something. I have put together a 10-question Chelsea quiz to uh, put Dami and Zach against each other. Now, <laughs> these questions, uh, they start off really easy, so please don't roll your eyes when you hear the first question. <laughs> but they do get slightly harder. Now, when Dami and I were planning this podcast, we come up with uh, an interesting idea that's quite silly, and Zach just has no idea what it is. Um, but like uh, Stat Wars back in the day on Football Daily that when we first yes. saw Zach, going to need a buzzer now the buzzer you're going to have to make the noise yourself okay it's going to have to be your favorite ad lib from a uh, rapper of choice uh okay okay Okay, so dami first you're going to give me what's your ad lib going to be what's your buzzer straight up (laughs) (laughs) um i'm just trying to think a few of the me guys uh i'll I'll go take up take up (laughs) Okay, cool. Right. So, are we ready, guys? Are we ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's the first one to get the Radlib in, and I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> judge it as it goes. Right, so question number one. Which animal is depicted on the club badge? Straight up. T- oh, Danny, go on. It's the lion. Perfect. Well done, well done. Fair play. Fair play. Got to be quicker. Right. <laughs> question two. Who scored 11 goals in the 2018-19 Europa League campaign? Take off. Sure. Yeah, bang on, well done, Zach, well Love done. It. Question three. Who is the only foreign player in Chelsea's top ten all-time appearance makers list? Oh, God. Um, only, only foreign for- player? Only Straight foreign- off. Take off. 
Oh. Um, I think I think it's da- I actually think it's Dami. I, I heard it in my yeah, head before I said on. it. Go on, Dami. Foreign player, not in the, not from like, not from England, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could that be like Drogba, possibly? No, Zach, do you want to go? Is it Czech? Yes, it's Czech. Oh, nice, that's, one. Well, that's done. Good. That's well done. Well done. Well done. Right, question four: Who scored the last-minute winner in the Europa League final in 2013? Take off. Trade up. Oh, that, yeah, nice one. <laughs> Go on, Dami, you got to get your ad-libs in a bit quicker, mate. Oh. <laughs> right, question five. Chelsea won the league title in 2005. But what year did they win it before this? 1953, 54 or 55? Straight up. Go on. That's 55, surely. That's 55, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. done, bro. Definitely well done. knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that was just a massive good guess, but we moved. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it sounded correct, you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight up. Take off. Oh, go on, Dammy. Ten. No, Zach. Ooh, nine. Perfect. Bang. That is bollocks, fam. Now, Zach, no, you I was going to say ten. I was going to say ten. <laughs> I thought it was ten as well, fam. <laughs> now, are you yeah. sure it's not ten in 11 nah, games? No, it's, um, it's, uh, it's in my book of football quiz I have next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. The, uh, you listeners can't see, but anyway, uh, I'll get some extra duty pitch points when I get hit. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven. Who had their penalty saved in the 2008 Champions League Cup final? Take off. Go on. John. Oh, fuck. Um, oh, 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 uh, uh, Anelka. Yes, Anelka. Oh, shit. Dami, just to let you know, it's apparently 5 2 to Zach. So <laughs> well, just to just about. Mine's the next three. Right, it, it gets a bit harder here now. It, it is my job. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so, question eight. Straight up. What's his name? No. What's his name? Bobby something. I don't know. No. Is it Bobby Tambling? No. Yeah, Bobby Tambling. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Fair play, Dammy, mate. Fair play. That is a great shout. Well done, bro. Great answer. Question nine. Take off. Yep, Zola? No, Dami, give it a go. 1997? Yeah. Who's playing in that time, fam? Man, I wasn't Year born. Year of my birth. Year of my birth. <laughs> I wasn't even my born. Birth. What were we saying? Um, if you don't know it, then I, I, I can throw it over to you guys and just sort of throw names at me until you get it right, I guess. <laughs> Dennis Wise, I don't know. No, Zach, you're on um, uh, P- Poye? Oh, no. Oh, Zach knows this. Nah, I'm going to give it to him because I can't think of this one. I can't lie. Oh, how have I not? Do you want the clue? Go on. The clue is he won UCL as Chelsea manager. Di Matteo. Di Matteo. Nice one. Well done. Right, and final question after that. Uh, Question 10. Frank Lampard is the first English manager of Chelsea since who? Oh, goodness gracious. Technically, 
Technically, Steve England. Uh, technically, you're right, but that is not an answer I'm going to accept. Yeah, I'll, yeah, give you, yeah. I'll give you the year that this person was manager. It was 1996. If you can't think of an answer in 10 seconds, I'll give you another clue. It's not going to happen for me. I'm going to be honest, boys. It's not going to for me. He is now <laughs> a pundit on TV, but had to take a break following a uh, is it Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle, well oh, done. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know, well, weird then. one, right? Weird one, forget, right? You forget. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So at, the, at the end of that quiz, Zach, seven. We don't need to know the scores. We don't need to know the scores. Zach, seven, oh. Danny, three. Well done, boys. Hopefully that wasn't too bad. But yeah, that was good fun. That was good fun. Thank you. That was good fun. That was good fun. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, I need, to, I need to recover from that one. I can't lie. I need to recover. So I'm going to go for another break. Oh, we'll be back <laughs> with um, the final segment after that. Okay, so back after the break, me taking two consecutive L's, but and it's all good, it's all good, no worries, no worries. So now, like I said to you guys in the last episode, we're starting to take in listener questions in voice note form. So obviously a few of you are sending me to them in DMs and all of that, and I really appreciate it, but we only have time for one voice note today. And it's a bit of a scorcher we've got from Joe here, so like, I'm going to play this one that you guys um, will answer, Jay would answer the question first. And all his managerial talents have been questioned recently. One thing he was very talented at was scoring late goals and important goals off the bench. I want to know who your super sub for Chelsea is and your super sub for country. That's a good one there. Joe's a good friend of mine as well, so big up Joe Burrows. But um, I think for me, for Chelsea, I'm going to go for Olivier Giroud because when he comes on the pitch, the dynamic completely changes. And he, as we said earlier, he can facilitate play. And he, he changes how the opposition team have to have to defend, really, because our focal point completely yeah. shifts. And I think his impact off the bench is, is massive. And I can't really remember too many players that had or have the impact he does when he comes on. I think that's really important. And um, nationally as well, uh, I, I, I thought about it for a long time. And I think Jermaine Defoe is a good shout, you know. Defoe was a good striker for English. You know what? Underrated at times for England. 100%. Underrated full um, stop. And I think yeah. when he comes on the pitch, he's so direct. And he just... What I liked about Defoe is as soon as the ball was at his feet, he'd shoot. And I think mm. having that in a substitute is really yeah. important. But any thoughts, boys? Any thoughts? Exactly. Uh, well, international. I'd love to say I could name you and Algerian strikers out there. <laughs> yeah. But I really, really can't. Um, I mean, Algeria-wise, to be honest, their best players start. They don't have enough time for super subs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe Ben Rama mm. recently. Ben Rama wouldn't necessarily start for uh, Algeria, really? but now he does. Yeah, yeah. He's he started now ever since kind of he's got a bit more known. Um, but uh, England-wise, maybe there's a shout for mm, which which one of Gerald or Lampard didn't play at the time <laughs> for England. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one. Or, isn't it? <laughs> Crouchy as well. Crouchy. Mm. I remember my first ever football game that I saw live. Uh, Crouch, uh, Crouch scored a, a great goal. John Terry scored the winner in, I think, a 2-1 victory against Ukraine. Uh, Shevchenko had a penalty. Um, Love to see it. So, yeah, maybe Crouchy. Uh, for Chelsea, oh, it's, it's difficult, you know, because part of me, part of me really wants to say Pedro. Oh wow! Yeah. I don't know. Recently, mm. Ped like the last few years of his career at Chelsea, he obviously didn't start a lot of games, but he um, 
he did he did make a lot of impact sometimes when he came off the bench. Uh, he I remember the, against Everton, him scoring an absolute worldie with his left foot. Um, and even maybe though maybe when he did start due to one of the wingers being injured, say in Hazard or Willian, um, he always was brilliant. Maybe not a super sub, but a super sub for uh, a starting when they weren't playing. So maybe him. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel I don't feel like a Nelka ever played was on the bench. I feel like he always, he always started. Kalu. Kalu had a bit of a period where he, he sat on the bench. Same with Maluda. Those two were um, was two very, very good players for Chelsea um, during their prime. I mean, Kalu at times, I think he was actually a bit criminally underrated. Yeah. Um, just trying to think if there's anyone else. Uh, that's They're probably mine. They're probably mine. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll prefer I dig myself a digger hole. A bigger <laughs> hole, even. Dami, any more? I don't... This is this is a bit of a difficult one, and obviously, like when it comes to Nigeria as well, like like same same to Algeria, like our best player start, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's not even one of. I could probably say um, now Alex Wobi. I'm sure everybody knows who that is. I mean, that's someone that. I mean, when someone listens to the pod, they're like, "What are you saying?" Like Alex Wobi wasn't even that, but I'm like that's some of the best people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. I love the thing. I love the thing. Maybe if not him, then maybe Samuel Chukwu as well. He's, he's I think that's someone that. He's really good, but he's starting. Do you know what I'm saying? He's starting for Nigeria, so I don't know. As far as England is concerned, oh, Steven Gerrard is a really good shout. Do you know what I mean? That man used to come on and score goals 35 yards or something. I mean, I'm not going to be... I mean, but then again, these are people that start. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. And as for Chelsea, who used to come off the bench and just do a massive... I think Giroud's a really good answer, to be fair. Yeah, that, I, yeah he's a good shout in recent times. That's what he does. I mean... I, I don't even know any, any others. I mean, if you want to make it easy, I want to switch up the whole thing just to favour us. I mean, Eden Hazard quite, did score quite a few goals. Not off the bench, obviously. Like, assuming he was on the bench. Assuming. <laughs> he just thought that I would come onto the pitch and like, get stuff done. But I think Drew's a good shout. Yeah. Drew's a good shout. I think I'd take just Drew personally. Just thinking maybe Adrian Mutu. Yeah, do you know what? I thought Mutu. <laughs> I had like Kesman going around my head. I was like, proper reaching. Like, I settled on Drew. <laughs> I yeah. think Giroud's the answer to be fair. I take Giroud's answer to be fair. I would, but well, I guess that's that. With our listener questions are concerned, I've got a question for Zach real quick. Go Zach, on, why are you a Chelsea fan, my G? Why am I a Chelsea fan? Um, you know what? It's it's not. I can't say that my dad supported him. Um, didn't support the football team. Played it though. Loved it. Um, for me, growing up, I was a defender and. For everything that John Terry was football-wise, I thought he was fantastic. Um, and watching him defend made like I wanted to do the exact same thing when I went on a football pitch. And he played for Chelsea, um, and that's kind of how it started, really. That was kind of about oh two, oh three, oh four ish, and yeah, that that was it. Just kind of him playing in the same position as me, and me wanting to kind of play like he did. Um, obviously, didn't quite make it that far, <laughs> but he, yeah, that that that's it. It's a bit bit different, but um, yeah, it's the way I fell in love with the club. Mm, okay, fair enough. I mean, before that, in fact, you know what? You know what? I know this is a football podcast, yeah, but I don't see, and this is a bit football related, and it's a question I have to ask that because life just has a way of aligning itself. So recently, I've been doing quite a lot of streams and a lot of stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. and a few things on like um different like TV shows in Africa as well. And the consistent comment I keep on getting every goddamn place I go to 
is why I look like a B-Tech Thomas party. Now, I think that has to do with my haircut and my trim, okay? So, man has been thinking of how to switch up the whole thing, yeah? And, Zach, your hair, fam. My how hair. do you get your hair looking like that? Yes. I can't like it because man has been thinking... I've been wanting to get stuff like that done. A lot of people telling me coconut or telling me all sorts of crap. For anyone that's not listening, I'm going to leave Zach's Twitter down in the description. Not like he needs yeah, it, but know. we're going to leave it down in the description and then, so you have an idea of what I'm talking about. But I've been called too many, I can't remember the other ones, but Thomas Party is the one where like, oh, if he drops a disaster class, we're going to use your videos. Or that thing. And I'm like, you know what? I need to switch up the flow. Do you know what I'm saying? I need to go to the... How do you get that done? Um, that's a personal oh, question. Oh, mate, I, you know what? I've actually never, I don't think I've ever said it publicly. Um, so it's natural it's natural like, I'd love to sit here and be like oh I do this and that. like my dad's got cur- right. my dad's obviously he's Algerian North African he's got curly hair um, and my mum's got quite my mum's English she's from West London um, she's got thick hair uh, and so that's me that's how it came out yeah. like, I, 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 so I use a, I use a certain shampoo um, I sometimes use uh, some eco it's called eco coconut thing it, it well, it works it helps yeah, it kind of like makes still... it a little bit fresh at times um cantu cantu cream as well uh very very rarely very rarely but that that's because uh, it's not really like my hair but uh yeah i wouldn't say it's not necessarily afro but it's like more than just like curly i, I don't know man. it's very very uh there's not many people that kind of have the hair and it's uh yeah, it's become my kind of thing now. Yeah. Um, people, you can normally people can kind of spot me out of a crowd quite easily. Like, sit. I know because a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're looking like Thomas Party." I'm like, "What? Where do you guys see? Is it, <laughs> is it the height top? I don't understand." But on that bombshell, does anyone have anything else to say? Because that was not football related <laughs> at all. That was for my personal. I mean, what else I are mean, we saying? I've, I would just like to say thank you to Zach and also for everyone who's listening. That obviously, I doubt there's anyone that's listening that doesn't follow Football Daily, Euro Football Daily, Zach as well on social media, please do because it uh, it means an awful lot to us for Zach to come on and, and chat with us for the last hour about football because he didn't have to but he, but he did anyway. Uh, yeah, Zach, do you have anything to say before you go, mate? Uh, mate, thank you boys for having me. It's been uh, great fun. I'd love, to, I'd love to come back. This is, um, yeah, nah, mate, chat, chatting about Chelsea is something I can just do pretty easily. Um, and so yeah, thank you boys uh, so much. I really appreciate it. Boss, 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 listen, let me chat you old man real quick. Now, obviously, Zach, big up to you, my G, for coming onto the podcast. Really do appreciate it. Obviously, hopefully this isn't the first. This wouldn't be the last time. This is the first time, but it's not the last time of us doing something together in the future. But thank you, Zach. And I've also got to say thank you to our like our partners, Fanslide, for um, helping us out with this episode. Like, obviously, like I said to you guys at the start, there's going to be like a game this weekend, Liverpool and Tottenham. You've got a £100 prize pool in there. Download the thing, it's free. You got the description, you got it down in the description below. If you want some more banging episodes like this, you might have got to pull through. You got to pull through, download the thing completely free. You can run the thing while you're watching the game. If you don't have access to like the games as well, you can look at the scores and like all of that. So, with all that being said, it's been your host, Dami. You've got Jay McIntosh in the building, you've also got Zach, and we'll catch you guys next time. All right, bye bye.